Hello, before we start the episode, I'm editing right now, and I'm sorry if there are some, like, weird parts. I had to edit some stuff out where I was just, like, getting distracted or rambling about weird stuff or sneezing. So, yeah. Alright! I'm so excited for this episode. So, we're talking about Hailer. So, if you're not up with the lingo, that's the ship name for Harry Styles and Taylor Swift. Though, if you listen to this podcast, I think you would know what that means. Because I've talked about them a lot. Uh, it's But it's been a while. It's been a few months since I've talked about Taylor Swift and Harry Styles, so I thought I'd give it another go. To be honest with you, I really don't remember what I talked about in the past about them. I think it was just a few mentions specifically their relationship but Hayler is a hill I will die on like I know it's been eight years and I know that like Taylor Swift is very happy with Joe and I'm so happy for her but if they broke up and she got together with Harry Styles um I wouldn't be upset I would be very happy because I mean like just think about it just think about it Harry Styles and Taylor Swift oh my god also they just like it's what is today I don't know like the 14th and they just released like magazines like Taylor Swift was on the cover of Rolling Stones with Paul McCartney and Harry Styles was on the cover of Vogue and like they've both been Taylor Swift's been dressing more masculine and wearing like suits and pants suits and stuff like that and Harry Styles has been dressing more feminine and like with dresses and skirts and all this all the like and oh my god if they got together that i just feel like they they fit they just they just make sense you know and they're both so talented and like they could be such a fucking power couple you know anyway so i'm gonna give a summary of their relationship but mostly what i'm gonna be focusing on is lyrics so what i did was i printed off all the songs that i thought that they had written about each other in their relationship and then i analyzed them so much And now I have them presented, and I'm going to talk about some common themes and symbols, but what I'm really excited about is a revelation that I had on folklore that there's more songs than I thought that are about Harry Styles. Well, they're not about Harry Styles. They are inspired by Harry Styles. I think she thought back to their relationship when writing the songs. That is a uh, distinction that I think is important because they're not about Harry Styles, but, you know, you get it. So let's talk about their relationship. So I'm editing and I forgot to mention something. So I have made a Google Slides with all the information that I'm going to talk about along with some other stuff like extra details and I recommend you follow along while I'm talking because I think it'll help you understand. So it's a link in my bio on my Finsta. That's where the slides are. So yeah. Um, They met in March of 2012. They had a very, very short fling that I don't think was exclusive. By very short, I mean like maybe a day, maybe a week. And this was in April. But then Harry is seen making out with a model in Auckland, New Zealand, and then they don't talk again. And Connor, Kennedy, and Taylor Swift have like a summer fling, but in October they break up, the Red Album is released, and Taylor is seen with Harry Styles, like right after the breakup. And so they're seen several times for the rest of the year, but in December, their relationship starts to get rocky. They have a snowmobile accident. And then after New Year's on the 7th of January, they break up on vacation. But then months later, they start being friends again. But in 2015, Harry gets together with Calvin Harris and then they aren't seen together or talked about as being friends ever since then. Hello, it's editing Lydia and I just realized I said Harry got together with Calvin Harris. That is wrong. Taylor Swift did. So yeah. Back to the episode. 
Like, they haven't talked about each other very much. Harry Styles has done a few interviews and mentioned her because the interviewers were being nosy, and they have mentioned her, and he's, like, oh, he's only given praise. So, yeah. But she hasn't talked about him. So, some key facts. Harry Styles is 18 years old. Taylor Swift is 23 years old. In 2012, when they are together, um, Taylor's most recent breakup was Jake Gyllenhaal, and they had broken up, like, at the beginning of the year. And anyone who has listened to the Red Album would know that that relationship kind of fucked her up. So, Harry has written some songs about Taylor in some One Direction albums. But, one, I'm not a One Direction expert. Like, I don't know a lot about them. And also, the One Direction songs are kind of harder to analyze because they're written by kind of more of a committee almost and so there's other voices like influencing the song and also I think they go through quite a filter you know like One Direction was kind of a corporation almost so I'm not gonna be talking about those and they also which is a fact that lives free rent in my mind is that they wrote songs together like when they were together they wrote songs and they never released them like oh my god like please release those songs and then another so both can take inspiration from several people and times to create a song like and to create a story so it's kind of harder to know like what exactly they're talking about so that can be a factor that i had to like account for also harry is less prolific and specific than taylor is and he's more abstract which is not a knock on either of them it's just that it's harder to know who harry is talking about sometimes because he gives less like details than taylor does and then it's also hard to tell between the first pseudo breakup in april and the final one in january many songs and lyrics have like double triple quadruple meetings and also when deciding where a song is in their timeline I had to account for when they literally wrote the song, when the narrator of the song is speaking, and what time the narrator of the song is talking about. So that might be confusing. I don't know how to explain it any better. And then also there's confirmation bias. Like, I can listen to any song and be like, I bet it's about Harry Styles, or I bet it's about Taylor Swift. Um, so yeah. Okay, so the song list that I'm going to be talking about, not including the folklore songs, is Treacherous, I Knew You Were Trouble from her Red album. Then, in 1989, I think, All You Had to Do Is Stay, I Wish You Would, Wildest Dreams, How You Get the Girl, Style, Out of the Woods, This Love, I Know Places, and Clean, I think, are about Harry Styles. And then, in Harry Styles' album, in his debut, I think, Meet Me in the Hallway, Two Ghost Sweet Creatures, and From the Dining Table are about Taylor Swift. And then, from his most recent album, Fine Line, I think, To Be So Lonely is about Taylor Swift. I have a few notes on these, like some of these I'm not sure about at all, but they just have like running themes that really kind of connect to their relationship, but I'll talk about those later. Now let's get into like the deep storyline. Okay, so March slash April. They both fell fast, but Harry got scared and ran, so they never officially got together and they never officially ended it. Okay, editing Lydia is back. Um, I realized that I never explained how I, like, analyzed everything. So first, I printed off all the lyrics to all the songs that I thought were about Taylor Swift or were about Harry Styles. And then I really went through the lyrics and I analyzed them. My notes on them are really weird and crazy and I don't even understand them sometimes. So that's how I 
that was the main way I created like the story and the narrative. Then I actually went online and did more research and looked at like paparazzi photos, interviews, and like other timelines created from other people to like support the narrative that I already had to make sure it actually happened. And so yeah, that's how I did it. Okay, and then later, so Harry hooks up with Emma Ostiel, the model in New Zealand. Then Harry and Terry don't talk again for months and Taylor gets with Connor Kennedy, and I think while they only did have, like, a short, short, short fling in April, I think it, like, messed him up, like, like, I mean, come on, if you had, like, a weekend with Harry Styles, you can't tell me that you wouldn't be thinking about that for years, so, yeah, um, so Taylor wrote I Knew You Were Trouble, so I've said that I didn't think I Knew You Were Trouble was about Harry Styles, because the timeline didn't match up, but I didn't know that they actually had a fling in April. Like, I just knew that they dated in the fall. I didn't know that they had, like, a thing in April before her Red album was released. So I was like, how can it be possible that she wrote I Knew Your Trouble when she hadn't even got together with him? But now I see that she actually did. Okay, so, and here's another thing. So, Wildest Dreams, I don't, I have two theories on Wildest Dreams. It could either be about Tara Swift's perspective on their relationship and how she thought about it, or it could be from, like, the person that Harry hooked up with, Emma Ostiel or whoever. Harry was kind of a whore, and he got with several people over the course of, like, their break in between April and October, but I think it's from a, the girl's perspective, like, that Harry got together with, and that would be really cool. Like, I never knew that. Because Taylor Swift kind of refers to Wildest Dreams as an affair. But I'm not sure. Maybe it could be a bit of both. Maybe she's kind of, like, combined the storylines, you know? Okay. Next part of the relationship. This one I've titled, Harry Comes Back. So, in October, um, Harry and Taylor try again right after Connor Kennedy skedaddles. By skedaddle? I think that Taylor broke up with him. So I'm pretty sure Harry was the one that came back to Taylor, and I think Taylor was, like, kind of hesitant. Like, she was like, I'm, this is gonna mess me up. Like, it's not gonna go well, but, I mean, what would you do if Harry Styles was like, do you want to get back together? Like, you'd get back together. Next part. Okay, so they obviously really, like, liked each other. I don't know about love, because who knows. Though they do refer to each other as, like, who knows? Who knows? So, um, but the paparazzi really followed them around, and it really affected their relationship, and they were also really busy at the time, like, Harry Styles was doing One Direction, and Taylor Swift was, like, doing publicity for Red, her Red album, but it was in December that really, that things started not being good. So, one, they, um, had the snowmobile accident, <laughs> and that wasn't fun, but I think they were also, like, having trouble with communication. I think they're both not very... They weren't really good at communicating with each other. But I think in December, really started going not good. Okay, so this is when I talk about Meet Me in the Hallway and Sweet Creature. The only song that I am really sure is about Taylor Swift from Harry Styles is Two Ghosts. Not even, like, To Be So Lonely, I'm sure about. But Meet Me in the Hallway, From the Dining Table, and Sweet Creature. The only reason why I think... It's about, well, not the only reason, but the main reason why I think they could be about Taylor Swift is because they have running themes. Like, they both talk about how they're not good at communication. They all, they all mention something like, um, we don't talk about this, or, 
um, we're having trouble talking to each other and, like, what's happening. So either Harry Styles is just bad at communication in all of his relationships, which could be true, or it's talking about one relationship, aka the one with Taylor. And then the next one, the breakup. This is the next phase of the relationship, or lack thereof. It happens on January 7th, and it was on vacation, and I think everybody, or a lot of people, if you haven't, go look it up. It's of Taylor Swift sitting on a boat by herself right after their breakup while she was on vacation. So why I think it was mutual is one, both of them are, they still, they've talked about each other like very kindly, like respectfully. And two, in their lyrics, in Out of the Woods, she says, remember when we couldn't take the heat, I walked out and said, I'm sending you free. If anything, that says that she broke up with him. And then in this love, she says these hands had to let it go free again. Um, and then in Two Ghosts, he says it's not you and it's not me. However, I do think it was the case of like, we're, we're breaking up right now. But I think Taylor was like, we're mutually breaking up. But then again, you could, are you going to fight harder? Are you going to actually change your mind? Because I kind of want you to change your mind. I kind of want you to kind of fight for this relationship. But he doesn't because he was 18. And then... So, okay, so all you had to do was stay. So this was actually, fun fact, she actually wrote it three days after their breakup, and she based it on, like, a memory, or not a memory, a dream that she had of, she says an ex, but she wrote it three days after their breakup, so we know it's about Harry Styles. So she said that she had a dream of an ex showing up at her house, and she opens the door, and, and she wants to be like, we broke up, but all that she can get out of her mouth is like, stay, stay, stay. And that's actually in the song. So go listen to the song. And I think during this time, the months after their breakup, uh, she was not having a good time. I think that she was also like, I think she had a fantasy of Harry Styles coming to her house and just getting back together. Because this is crazy. So in her interviews for 1989, she said that I Wish She Would, which is a song on it, is based on Harry Styles had told her when they had become friends after the breakup. Harry Styles actually admitted that he bought a house near her in her neighborhood. And at night, he would drive by her house and be like, I should walk up there. I should get back together. I would. I should try to get back together with her. I should talk to her about it. But he never did. And so she wrote, I wish you would on that. And I mean, like, that would have been so great because she had been fantasizing about him doing that. So, yeah. Um, and then in late 2013 and on to 2014, they finally started hanging out and being friends. And Taylor actually ran some songs by him from 1989, which is crazy. And then they mostly both still had lingering feelings for each other. But then they stopped talking when Taylor started dating Calvin Harris. I don't like Calvin Harris. I don't think anybody who's a fan of Taylor Swift likes Calvin Harris. I can't give you a solid reason why. But yeah. So in interviews, Taylor actually said, I think everybody has that one person who kind of floats in and out of their life and that narrative is never truly over. And she did this in an interview where she talked about 1989, which is all about Harry Styles. So I think she's talking about Harry Styles. And then also when in 2013 in November, when they were actually starting to get like become friends again, Harry said in an interview in a magazine, he said, I think a lot of the time you still have feelings for an ex, and sometimes it doesn't matter how long it's been. Sometimes you feel like you have unfinished stuff, and it's okay to get back together with them. And again, he said this 
right as they were like starting to be friends again so that's crazy okay now we're done with their relationship because nothing much really happens i mean recently um they've had like some coincidences like them releasing songs on the same day or him releasing an album on her birthday or her releasing an album on the one direction uh anniversary which is insane but now we're talking about folklore okay this was a revelation. On my first listen of Folklore, I, I already thought that the one was about Harry Styles. Like, I was like, yeah. But recently, oh my god, the Teenage Love Triangle, which is generally accepted to be Cardigan, August, and Betty, is about Harry Styles, her relationship. It's like a fan fiction of their relationship. She used the themes and events and symbols that happened in their relationship and turned it into a teenage love triangle, which is crazy. Am I right? Okay. So before we get into like the meat of it, the teenage love triangle, let's talk about the one. Okay. So the one is basically about like the one that got away, the one that you always have in the back of your mind. That's kind of like, what if this happened or what if it worked out? And like I said, the things that they've said about each other when they're like, there's that one person that kind of reappears in your life or that one person who you can't really get over. Like, I mean, come on. And so she says, persist and resist the temptation to ask you if one thing had been different, would everything be different today? Okay. And then she says, I thought I saw you at the bus stop. I didn't though. And then you knew the greatest films of all time were never made. And she also says, if you wanted me, you really should have showed. That kind of is part of, like, her wishing that he had showed up at her door, you know? And then, if you never bleed, you're never gonna grow. I think she's talking about both Harry Styles and herself. Like, I think they both grew from the relationship and they both learned about it. Because in Clean, she says, 10 months sober, I must admit, just because you're clean don't mean you don't miss it. 10 months older, I won't give in. Now that I'm clean, I'm never going to risk it. So she learns kind of more about breaking up and, like, relationships in general. She also says, we never painted by the numbers, baby, but we are making it count. That's similar to an I wish you would when she says we're a crooked love in a straight line down. So, yeah. And then, and it's another day of waking up alone. And, and from the dining table... He says, woke up alone in this hotel room. So it's kind of a parallel. And then finally she says, in my defense, I have none for digging up the grave again. And again, they were trying to be friends. And they were both kind of like, so we're friends again. What does this mean? You know? And then to be so alone, he says, I know that you're trying to be friends. So yeah, it's just kind of, it's crazy. Okay, so let's talk about the teenage love triangle. Okay, let me give you an overview of, like, the storyline. So, Betty and James, it's never said if they had, like, a full-on relationship or kind of like a, like a thing. They just kind of had a thing together. More like an on-and-off, non-exclusive thing, but they were still together. And that's my idea, theory, that they, they just had a thing. So, I don't think James fully cheated on Betty. Kind of like Harry Styles never cheated, fully cheated on Taylor Swift, but he still kind of did her dirty. So, after he cheats on her, James, uh, when they go come back at school, he kind of wants to apologize for Betty and kind of how things went down. And so, he shows up at her party. And then, it never says in either of the songs explicitly if they get back together again, if she takes him back. But my theory is she does take him back, but they do not last. Okay, so, now let's talk about the songs. So, 
August is from the girl that James gets with during their summer fling. So we'll call her August from now on because she never gets a name, but we'll call her August since that's the song from her perspective. And then Betty is about James's perspective trying to get back together with Betty right before he shows up at her party and apologizes. Then Cardigan is about Betty's perspective years later thinking about her relationship with James as a whole. Okay, so now I think it's pretty obvious, but but Betty is Taylor Swift, James is Harry Styles, and then August, she could be Emma Austeel or the girl in Wildest Dreams if Wildest Dreams is about an affair or whatever other girls that Harry Styles got with during like that time between April and October. So yeah, okay, so let's talk about August more in depth. So, in August, she says August slipped away into a moment in time because it was never mine. That's similar to in Wildest Dreams where she says nothing lasts forever. So, they're both acknowledging that, like, this is, it's a ticking time bomb. Like, this is not going to last. And then in August, she says, and I can see us twisted in bed sheets. And that's similar to in Wildest Dreams where she says tangled up with you all night. And then in August, she says, wanting was enough. For me, it was enough to live for the hope of it all. Cancel plans just in case you call and say, meet me behind them all. So much for summer love and saying us. So that's similar to like, no one has to know what we do in Wildest Dreams, like the affair aspect. And then she says, will you call when you're back at school? And then in Wildest Dreams, she says, say you'll remember me. So they're both kind of being like, I know that, like, this isn't exclusive. I know that we're, this isn't going to last, but please remember me. Like, let's at least try, you know? And then she says, remember when I pulled up and said, get in the car. That's kind of like in Wildest Dreams where it says, he said, let's drive out of the city away from the crowds. You know, like a driving, both parallel. Okay, so then let's talk about Cardigan. Okay. So Cardigan is speaking both, I don't, I couldn't tell if it's speaking both about their first or their second breakup. It could be really as a relationship as a whole, because there's kind of a parallel between their first and second breakup in April and in December. So if we're talking about the first breakup, then it could be about how Terry Styles came back in October and he was like, I'm sorry how that went down, but I think we should get back together. And then she does. Or... Or it could be about their second breakup and it could be like a fantasy of Taylor imagining how Harry Styles could have came back and could have walked up to her door instead of driving around and stalking her, how he could have gotten back together, you know? And so either way, it still it still fits. So in the song, it says, leaving like a father, running like water. And that's similar to in This Love, where she says, clear blue water, high tide came and brought you in. And I could go on and on, on and on, and I will skies grow darker, current swept you out again. So it's kind of comparing how he kind of came and left to water, you know? And then it says, chase two girls, lose the one. So that shows how he kind of, like, you can't have both. Like, you can't have both Taylor and some other girl, you know? And then it also says, and I knew you'd come back to me, you'd come back to me. And then in this love, she says that this love came back to me. And so it kind of shows how, you know, she knew that he he couldn't stay away. <laughs> okay. 
and then I knew you'd miss me once the thrill expired and you'd be standing in my front porch light. So basically, um, I think that, okay, so in How You Get the Girl, it's basically a tailor saying, like, this is a how-to on how you would get me back. Like, this is what you need to do. And in the song, she says, what you need to do is knock on my door, come up, and be like, I'm sorry. Like, I've missed you, and I want you back. Like, that's basically what it is, and that's basically what happens in Betty. But I'll talk about that more later. And then she later says, And when I felt like I was an old cardigan under someone's bed, you put me on and said I was your favorite. So when you first listen to Cardigan, you may be like, Aw, how sweet. But then when you really analyze the lyrics, and I might be taking this a bit, like I might be taking this too far, but I don't think I am. She says, When I put when you put me on and said I was your favorite, that implies that there are others. That implies that there are other choices. Like you're saying like you should be glad that I chose you. Like, be thankful, because I had other options, you know? You do get what I'm saying. So, it's kind of like in style, when she says, I heard that you were out and about with some other girls. And then he says, what you hear is true, but I can't stop thinking about you and I. So, what he's saying is, like, yeah, that's true. I have been out with other girls, but I've been thinking about you. And also, oh my god, I just remember this. And Betty, when he says, I was walking home on broken cobblestones just thinking of you. That's kind of similar. No? Like, you, like, yeah. Okay, so. And then she says, playing hide and seek and giving me your weekend. So, playing hide and seek, I think this means, like, the paparazzi. Because in I Know Places, that's basically about them hiding from the paparazzi. And, like, comparing the paparazzi to the hunters. And then Harry and Taylor to, like, foxes. But it also could be about how Harry would, like, run, and then he would hide, and then he would come back and try to find her, you know? Because in I Wish You Would, she says, guess you want to run and hide. So, similar, no? Okay, then she says, sensual politics. I think this, it could be about many things, but I think it could be about them going back and forth, him cheating, then them breaking up, then getting back together, like, the whole shebang. And then... She says, sensual politics, when you are young, they assume you know nothing. Okay, so, and to be so lonely, he says, don't blame me for falling, I was just a little boy. And then in this love, she says, when you're young, you just run. So it's basically being like, um, it's kind of like a commentary on how, like, people say boys will be boys, you know? How, like, if people assume that you're just gonna do like, you're not gonna do the right thing, then you're more likely to feel better about doing the wrong thing, you know? And he was 18, and Harry did go through a hoe phase, but people were just like, oh, that's just Harry. But then when Taylor Swift got together with, like, a three guys in one year, people were like, oh, you better, like, oh, she's a serial dater, you know? Okay, this is, I'm getting off topic. This isn't what this podcast was gonna be about. I could do a whole thing about that. But anyway, and later on, she says, your heartbeat on the high line. So the High Line is a park in New York City. I've actually been on it. It's pretty cool. But they they were never photo like uh, photographed on the High Line, but they did have like their famous date in Central Park, which is another park in New York City. And then finally, she says, "I knew you'd linger like a tattoo kiss." That kind of is similar to how in the one where she's like, "I still think about you," and in this love, she says, "This love left a permanent mark." So permanent mark, tattoo kiss, kind of the same thing, no? Okay, finally, we're done with Cardigan. On to Betty. So, Betty. 
So again, this could either be about Harry Styles returning in October and being like, I'm sorry, I kind of cheated on you. Or it could be Taylor's fantasy of Harry coming back in after their January breakup and him being like, him actually going through with it. Him actually coming to her door and saying, I'm sorry and that I've missed you. Okay, so it says, Betty, one time I was riding on my skateboard when I passed your house. It's like I couldn't breathe. Oh my god, this is like what Harry Styles did. He would drive by her house and he would like like and you know it's the same thing it's just with a skateboard like i said taylor swift used what happened in their relationship but then interpreted it into like a high school love triangle okay then later on it says if i told you it was just a summer fling i'm only 17 i don't know anything so i'm only 17 i don't know anything it's again him making excuses to be like oh i'm just a boy you know boys will be boys and then to be so lonely harry says i was just a little boy wasn't ready for it all you can't blame me darling not even a little bit i was away and i'm just this arrogant son of a bitch who can't admit when he's sorry that's kind of being like you know i'm just you know i'm just a son of a bitch get mad at me whatever i'm sorry that i was just a little boy you know like he's just making excuses you know okay but then he says, but I missed you. So, yeah, I, I kind of cheated on you and I kind of did you dirty, but I miss you now. You know, that's like, in, like I said, in style, when he says, like, yeah, I was out and about with some other girls, but I was thinking of you. You know, like, fuck you. Okay. Um, and then in, so he says, I miss you. And then to be so lonely, Harry Styles says, because I miss the shape of your lips, your wit. And then in Cardigan, she also kind of confirms this when she said i knew you'd miss me once the thrill expired aka once you were done with your summer fling then later he asks would you tell me to go fuck myself or lead me to the garden which is god i love that lyric okay so when he asks, would you tell me to go fuck myself um that's kind of kind of similar and i wish she would when she says you think i'm gonna hate you now so they're both kind of being like i would you do you hate me now you know okay and then, or lead me to the garden. This is just kind of fun. I don't think she did on purpose. But in Sweet Creature, he says, we're running through the garden where nothing bothered us. Which I think he's talking about how kind of in I Know Places, when they're both kind of running away from the paparazzi and trying to find a place where, you know, they won't be chased down or photographed. Okay, and then you heard the rumors from Inez. You can't believe a word she says most times, but this time it was true. Oh my God. God, this was a revelation. Inez is the paparazzi. Inez is the media, magazines, tabloids. So in style, it says, I've heard that you've been out and about with some other girl, other girl. And then he says, what is true by, but I can't stop thinking about you and I. So it's, and then in I Know Places, it says loose lips sink ships all the damn time. uh, Inez has loose lips and she sunk the ship. She sunk their relationship. And yeah, so you can't believe a word she says most times, but this time it was true. The way that Taylor found out about Harry Styles being with Emma Ostile is through the media. She found out through, like, photographs and paparazzi pictures. So most times you can't believe the tabloids, but this time it was true. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, it says, Will you kiss me on the porch in front of all your stupid friends? Porch, again, in How You Get the Girl... It's him standing on her porch, knocking on the door. He literally says, stand there like a ghost, shaking from the rain. She'll open up the door and say, are you insane? And then 
and meet me in the hallway. Okay, so here's another thing why I think meet me in the hallway is about Taylor Swift. So, in meet me in the hallway, it says, just let me know. I'll be at the door, at the door, hoping you'll come around. Just let me know. I'll be on the floor, on the floor. Maybe we'll work it out. So, it's both of them kind of standing at the door being like, let's try again, you know? And then in front of all your stupid friends. Again, what an arrogant son of a bitch. Like, don't call your girlfriend's friends stupid. That's not a good idea. Especially when you're trying to say sorry. Okay. So, later in the second verse, he says, I hate the crowds. You know that. Plus, I saw you dance with him. I hate the crowds. In Wildest Dreams, he says, let's drive out of the city away from the crowds. So, I guess Harry Styles doesn't like crowds. And then, plus, I saw you dance with him. Um, That's kind of being like, he's jealous. So, in From the Dining Table, it says, I see you gave him my old t-shirt, more of what's what once was mine. Him being jealous again. And then, in To Be So Lonely, he says, do you think it's easy being of the jealous kind? So, I guess Harry gets jealous, which is kind of fun. Okay. So, later on, the only thing I want to do is make it up to you. Will And then, he also says, will it patch your broken wings? So, he's kind of trying to act like the savior, you know? It's also similar to in How You Get the Girl, when she says broke your heart, I'll put it back together. And then in Cardigan, it says, you drew stars around my scars. So it's kind of being like, yeah, I caused you pain and I caused you hurt, but you know, I'll fix it, which is, you know, okay, sure, sure, James. Okay. And then finally, in the last line, it says, standing in your cardigan, kissing in my car again, stopped at a streetlight, you know, I missed you. So standing in your cardigan again cardigan so it's you know and then kissing him in my car again stopped at a street light you know i missed you and in cardigan it says drunk under street lights which kind of infers that he was drunk while doing this which is in character you know <laughs> and then so yeah that's all of my evidence that's all that i have but now that we're done with that, let's talk about some common symbols in all the songs. So a lot of there's a lot of mentions of lips and cheeks, and then there's some mention like death and ghosts. And how you get the girl, it says stand there like a ghost shaking from the rain and two ghosts, obviously. And then cardigan, I knew you'd haunt all of my what ifs. In the one, I'm sorry for digging up the grave another time. Grave. In this love, she says, your smile, my ghost. And she also says that this love is back from the dead. And then in clean, it says the flowers that we've grown died of thirst. Okay, now there's a lot of parallels to cars, roads, and driving. So in parallels in August, Betty, Cardigan, Style, I Wish You Would, Wildest Dreams, and Treacherous. And again, you can go on my slides and find the specific lyrics that I'm talking about. And there, there's more symbols of homes slash houses. There's symbols of phones slash calling. By the way, I think that Harry junk called her after their breakup, which is hilarious. Like, getting a junk call from Harry Styles, oh my god, yes, please. So, in To Be So Lonely, he says, don't blame the junk caller. He's talking about himself. And then, in All I Had To Do Was Stay, she says, you called me up and I don't know what to say. And I wish you would. She says, wish I'd never hung up the phone like I did. So, evidently she hung up on him <laughs> when she figured out he was drunk and then in front of the dining table he says even my phone misses your call by the way so there's more symbols to alcohol slash addiction there's pair there's symbols to rainstorm slash oceans water drowning thirst you know similar themes and then there's symbols of dreams dancing airplanes flying 
fire, smoke, flames, sun, sunsets, light, night, moon, darkness. There's symbols to blood, t-shirts, photographs, stains, tattoos, car crashes, slash sinking ships, which is very specific, but it's there in a lot of songs. And then to beds. <laughs> okay, now running themes, tropes, and patterns. One, bad communication. They did not communicate well. And this is shown in their songs. For example, in I Knew Your Trouble, it says, no apologies, he'll never see you cry, pretend he doesn't know that he's the reason why you're drowning. So him not apologizing, him pretending to not know what she's feeling. And then there's it's a, there's a lot of songs from Harry Styles about just bad communication. In Two Ghosts, he says, tongue-tied like we've never known, telling those stories we are already told, because we don't say what we really mean. And To Be So Lonely, he says, I'm just an arrogant son of a bitch who can't admit when he's sorry. So again, him not being able to say he's sorry. Which, when Taylor Swift is talking about Betty, she identifies it as a young teenager learning how to say sorry. Which... Um, he does his best, but I don't think James gets an A plus on apologizing. I think he gets a B. It generously a generous B. Okay. And then in Meet Me in the Hallway, he says we don't talk about it. It's something we don't do. And then in Sweet Creature, it says I always think about you and how we don't speak enough. And then in From the Dining Table, he says we haven't spoke since you went away. Comfortable silence is so overrated. Why won't you ever say what you want to say? So Harry Styles is just not good at speaking his feelings. Now, more running themes, tropes, and patterns. There's a good girl kind of bad boy aspect to some of their songs. Like, Betty is the girl next door. And then James, I guess, would be kind of like... I kind of imagine him as like a popular jock, you know? And then in style, she says, I got that good girl face. And then in Wildest Dreams, she says, he's so bad, but he does it so well. And then Treacherous... She says, forever going with the flow, but your friction. So, yeah, I guess she thought Harry Styles was a bad boy. I can't remember. Was Harry Styles, like, painted out to be a bad boy? I kind of thought, like, Zane was the one that was a bad boy. I don't know. I guess. Okay, he's not anymore. At least I don't think he's seen as a bad boy. Okay, more. There's, like, a kind of feeling of doom in their relationship. Like, there's a lot of talking about how they knew it wasn't going to last. And then there's a lot of, like, talk about power dynamics, like both of them wanting to feel in control, both of them not wanting to be the one to be vulnerable, you know, both of them wanting to have the pants in the relationship. And clean, she says, hung my head as I lost the war. And then in All I Had to Do Was Stay, she says, have me in the palm of your hand. And then in From the Dining Table, he says, why won't you ever be the first one to break? And then and meet me in the hallway he says just let me know i'll be at the door at the door hoping you'll come around so he's the one being vulnerable even though he doesn't like it and then in august she says i remember thinking i had you so i remember thinking i had control or i i felt safe even though it was not okay and then there's themes of an on and off relationship um obviously and then a lot of these kind of run together like they're somewhere and then there's a lot of talk about just like a toxic, fragile relationship, like an inevitable breakup, a relationship you know is failing. Like in style, she says long drive could end in burning flames or paradise. And, and basically out of the woods, all this, the entire song is about how like, okay, what's going to happen next? What's going to go wrong? Like we face this trouble, what's next, you know? And then in Sweet Creature, he says, had another talk about where it's going wrong. 
I'm not mention mentioning all of them, so you can look at them if you want. Now, there's a lot of talk about memories, kind of two categories. One, like, you can't forget or get over a relationship, and I've already talked about that. And then there's kind of, like, a theme of wanting your ex to remember you fondly. She talks about that in, in Wildest Dreams, where she says, Say you'll remember me standing in a nice dress, staring at the sunset, babe. And then in To Be So Lonely, Harry Styles says, I just hope you see me in a little better light. And then there's a common theme of a rebound. In From the Dining Table, he says, Woke up the girl who looked just like you. I almost said your name. So I guess Harry Styles tried to find a Taylor Swift lookalike, which that's crazy. And then in This Love, she says, Tossing, turning, struggled through the night for someone new or with someone new. This could be from Harry Styles' perspective. Like, she could be talking about Harry Styles struggling through the night with someone new. Or she could be talking about herself. Like, she could be mentioning, like, Connor Kennedy. And how Connor Kennedy could have been a rebound from Harry Styles. Okay. Now, other ones. Uh, Harry Styles being immature versus Taylor being mature. Uh, Harry can't commit or say sorry. Taylor wanting Harry to commit and say sorry. Um, the rumors slash paparazzi. Um, regret, affair, sensuality, slash sex, and then uh, a theme of the one that got away or the one that you can't ever forget, which I've talked about. So, yeah, that's all I have. Um, I recommend you go on the slide, like the PowerPoint, if you haven't already, and look at all of them. Um, I'm sorry if that didn't make any sense. I try my best. I hope this hasn't been an hour and because my, my throat's starting to hurt. And I gotta do stuff. So, yeah. Um, that's, it's been fun. Bye.